knowing your why and your reasoning behind what you're doing is so powerful. I feel like in the past, I've given a lot of my energy to things and habits and beliefs that serve other people, but don't truly serve me. And so I just want to lead with a lot more intention in my life. Hi and hello everyone. I hope you are all doing well. Today's episode is going to be a solo episode. So it's just you and me just chatting, catching up on life. There are a few things I want to update you on. Just like, you know, a little sit down, a little chat. And I also want to share some of my New Year's goals with you. It's been a little while since I've had a one-on-one because the past two episodes have featured guests, both my incredible friends, Madden and Nicole. If you haven't listened to those already, I highly recommend taking a listen after you're done finishing this episode. Nicole spoke on finding solitude and being alone, while Madden and I sat down and chatted a few days before the new year and talked about actionable steps that you can take to achieve your goals for 2021 and a little bit about manifestation because we're both really into spirituality and the universe and all that jazz. So I want to sprinkle a little bit of that in there. Also, if you do end up listening to Madden's episode, I recommend getting a piece of paper and a pen because we talk about a lot. And Madden is incredible and offers so many amazing tips to achieving your goals. So grab a pen and a piece of paper and get ready to write down some stuff. It's absolutely incredible, such an amazing episode, and I'm so grateful that both of them allowed me to record our conversations. They're both incredibly insightful in the topics that they spoke on, so highly recommend taking a listen to those, but today it's just you and I, and I want to chat a little bit about some of the things that have been occurring in my life. I am back in Boston after spending two and a half weeks up in Maine, where my mother and my sister live. It's where I graduated from high school and where I've lived for a majority of my life. So I'm very fond of the place. Don't know if I will ever live there again. I love Maine, but it's not really the place for me. I need something a little bit more lively like Boston. But nonetheless, I went up for the holidays and it was such a great visit just to see my mom and to see my sister, especially because they are going to be moving. So it is my last time going up there to see them in my last time at the house that we lived in for several years. It's kind of a strange situation just because I have, for the most part, flown the coop. I have my own apartment in Boston. I'm very independent. I'm 21 years old. I'm creating my own life, etc. But because my mother and my sister are now moving, I really have flown the coop. Like, I don't have much of a landing place anymore. Of course, I am always welcome to stay with them wherever they end up moving. However, they are going to be downsizing and I won't really have like my room anymore, nor will I really be familiar with the place that they moved to. So I have reached a new level of adulting and it's strange. I still can't wrap my head around the fact that I'm 21 to start. Just the idea of being in my 20s is something that phases me. So, you know, all of this stuff is strange, but so exciting and just not at all how I thought my early 20s would go. (laughs) But I spent a good majority of the two weeks while I was there going through all of my belongings that are in the basement and that are in both of the rooms that I have, which makes it sound like I have two rooms and I kind of do, but one of them has been turned into a guest bedroom slash office and the other has been like where my bed is and everything. So 
it's a little tricky because one of them's super tiny and the other one's really big but also really strangely shaped so kind of confusing don't worry about it anyways I spent a majority of my time while I was there just going through my stuff and I got rid of probably I would say like 98% of it (laughs) which is crazy I'm just someone that doesn't like to keep a lot of things which you know sounds kind of negative I don't know uh but like when it comes to memorabilia stuff while things are really great sources to remember moments in life that you're very fond of etc I don't look at them ever aside from the times that I'm like trying to get rid of stuff so that's the only time that I see them so I got rid of a lot of memorabilia items and got rid of just a lot of random stuff like my old clothes from middle school that without a doubt will never ever fit me again because I am a growing human being I am a woman not a child anymore so will not fit me anymore I got rid of a lot of like random bits and bobs toys things that just sit around and the biggest thing that I had to do was go through my book collection it's taken me a while to go through that I if you don't know already am a very avid reader and was a very, very avid reader when I was younger. I collected a lot of books. I would save up all of my money to spend at the Scholastic School Book Fair. I would buy like two dozen books, a lot of books, and I would plow through them. I would read all the time. While other kids would watch movies and TV shows and play video games, I was reading. So I have a built-in bookshelf in one of my rooms that has about like six to seven wide shelves and I filled it to the brim. I even had books on the floor, on my windowsill, near my furnace, like literally anywhere that I could put books, I had books. So I had a lot of books to go through and I got rid of a good majority of them. I gotta like pat myself on the back for that one because it was a pretty big task. We ended up taking, I think, six to eight boxes to Goodwill and to some other thrift stores and I only kept I mean, I still kept a good bit. I'm not gonna lie, I think I kept like 20 books, but they were all books that I cared a lot about. And that's kind of what I'm leading into with this year is being more specific and intentional about the things that I keep around me and the things that I purchase. Because I'm not really someone who likes clutter. (laughs) I don't like random things. I like things that have a purpose. And I also only like to surround myself with the things that I love and that bring me joy and that are useful to my life not to mention the fact that my room doesn't really have any natural storage i keep all of my belongings in my small closet and under my bed tucked away i even have like a a little ladder bookshelf in my room that i purchased earlier this year so that i could have more space but the space that i have is limited and also because i'm in the stage right now where I'm in college, I haven't really settled, I probably won't settle for a while because I plan on traveling after graduating. I want to keep my belongings relatively minimal or like reasonable per se because I am definitely not a minimalist. I have a good deal of things but I want to be able to take care of them and to bring them with me and not have it feel like a burden when I do have to move. My environment affects me a lot, especially with being productive and feeling happy and safe. My, my room's kind of like my sanctuary, so I'm very particular about what I keep in it. And I did not want to bring a lot of stuff back with me, not just because I didn't have the space, but because it doesn't serve me anymore. So I got rid of a lot of stuff and it's definitely strange. It's just weird, the whole situation of adulting and my mom 
moving and not really having a house there anymore and just, you know, really being on my own, uh, flying the coop and being independent. I am an independent woman who is striving to create a career for herself and living on her own and doing her own things and it's it's going, that's for sure. <laughs> All very exciting and I'm very grateful for everything that I have. So that's the biggest thing that occurred over break. Another really exciting thing, a few days before I left to return back to Boston, I got my tarot and my natal chart read, which is super exciting because this year I really want to learn more about astrology and learn more about tarot and spirituality, all that stuff. And I've never had my natal chart read. I've had my tarot cards read a few times by like friends or, you know, the person that my university hires for their school fairs. Not super exciting. But this time, you know, it was someone that I did not know that I've never ever met in a place that I'm not really familiar with. So it was very exciting. And let me tell you, it was it was a very surreal and insightful experience. The man who read my tarot cards had been practicing tarot readings for, he said since he was 24, and he has been doing it for 50 years now. So, you know, he's been doing it for a while, and it just was a very unique experience. From the moment he started reading my natal chart and explaining to me what my signs were and what that meant in terms of my personality and my lifestyle, it was head on. And... I just was mind blown. Um, everything resonated very deeply with me. I'm a Scorpio and I'm still learning how to read like natal charts and whatnot. So I'm not entirely sure if this makes sense to those who know astrology, but I'm a Scorpio and it's in the house of Scorpio. So I am a perfectionist. And once he said that, I was like, wow, okay, yep, you got that. That's a huge part of my personality. I care a lot about my work and the quality of it. I'm a very detail-oriented person, and it definitely works to my benefit, but for obvious reasons, it also can work against me, and it definitely has a few times this past year. However, he also said that it can be a really great thing, and as long as I embrace it and the fact that I will never have any off days, really, because I'm also someone who is constantly changing, which I agree wholeheartedly. I am always seeking to better myself and to learn more about myself through reflection and journaling and just going on adventures and experiencing things. And frankly, I don't get a break. And so he said that because I'm a perfectionist and also because I'm ever changing, because I'm a Scorpio, I won't ever have like really any vacation days. But as long as I embrace that, I can have a lot of power within the work that I do and within the life that I lead. So that was very reassuring. And then he moved on to my moon sign, which is Virgo. So I am a Scorpio sun, I believe, a Virgo moon, and then a Pisces rising. With my Virgo self, I'm a very creative person. And he said something about how I'm like the three, very three powerful signs um, and their positionings are very powerful. So I am like as creative as a creative can get, if that makes any sense. And I agree with that because ever since I was younger and I could write, I was always writing. If I wasn't writing, I was drawing. If I wasn't drawing, I was painting. If I wasn't painting, I was imagining something. Like I've always been a daydreamer and I just daydream a lot. It's kind of a bad habit of mine because sometimes I can like doze off into the wonderland of my mind and not really pay attention to what's currently occurring in front of me. But 
I am a very creative person and that's where I find a lot of my life satisfaction from is creating and specifically creating things that resonate with others and that are a form of self-expression. And that's also another one of the goals that I have for this year is to really lean in and explore my creative side a little bit more. I feel like I put that kind of on the back burner this past year. Of course, my creativity showed up in new ways this last year in 2020, like the podcast. I have never, ever done anything related to audio before, and it's been a really exciting experience because I've been able to explore this new media format while also adding a little dash of creativity and making it fun. So I've thoroughly enjoyed podcasting, but I also really want to get back into the habit of writing poetry, writing creative stories, painting, working with clay. I was gifted clay this holiday season as a Secret Santa gift, and ever since then, I have been making earrings at the wazoo. It has been so much fun. I love it, and it's such a great way to keep me focused when I'm like in a class or in a meeting or something because it gives me something to do with my hands, but also it's just a really fun way to explore a medium that I've never really worked with. I'm not entirely sure if you can hear the birds that are chirping in the background. If you can, I apologize. There's a little like landline that goes across our neighbor's windows and the birds like to sit there a lot. And there's a nest that's tucked in the hollow of one of the windowsills. So they all like to gather there. And if you can hear them, I'm sorry. They're super cute though. They're kind of chunky right now because it's winter. But anyways, back to what I was saying, I also took the liberty of purchasing myself watercolor paints. I've never ever worked with watercolors before, but I've seen some incredible artwork on Instagram and it inspired me to take it up as a hobby. I'm not really sure how either of these projects will go, but it's just something that I enjoy at the moment. And I want to make sure that I take time for myself in this new year to have a work-life balance, especially because I am working from home and learning from home this year. So I really want to focus on creating an environment and a schedule that fosters creativity and also helps me be more productive because I'm happier and I have a good balance between working and playtime. And being creative kind of is my way of playing and also expressing myself and looking more inward towards myself. I find poetry to be a very therapeutic way of writing in terms of understanding myself better, understanding my emotions and my experiences, capturing those experiences and those feelings that I have, and just, you know, enjoying the form of writing. There aren't any rules to writing and I'm not doing it for anyone else aside from myself and that's been a really fun experience thus far. In regards to my Pisces rising, I struggle a lot with diet is what he said and I'll agree with that too. I agreed with literally everything that he said. It, like I said, was a very insightful and kind of surreal experience just because everything that he said was so accurate and resonated so deeply with me. And when he mentioned that because of my Pisces rising, I struggle with diet or I'm more sensitive with diet, I was like, yeah, yeah, of course, I do have some past relations with food that have been a bit tricky and also with my body, but... He clarified by also saying that it doesn't just mean food, it also means the media that I consume, so music, TV, movies, etc., to also the literature that I consume, the conversations that I consume, scrolling through social media, you know, activities that I do, etc. I'm very sensitive to those things, and that's a boundary that I have crossed over many times and have regretted each time that I do 
it's taken me a while to admit the fact that yes, I am very sensitive to everything that I consume, what I surround myself with, what I do, what I absorb as a consumer does affect me. But you know, I always like to think that, you know, it doesn't bother me. I can do this. It's fine. It won't do anything, yada, yada. But I am sensitive and it does affect my energy. And something that he told me that I feel like some of you will resonate with is what we consume also impacts how we spend our energy and what we create with our energy. So if we're consuming a lot of negative media, then more likely than not, we're going to put out a lot of negative energy because that's what we are consuming. So your diet reflects what you want to put out in the world. I love social media. I think it's a really great outlet and resource to spread your work and to get to know people and to learn things that you might not be presented with in your day-to-day life where you live. However, the amount of time that I spend on social media is kind of unhealthy and also not very productive to my work and just to my lifestyle and my well-being. It's not that I spend all day on social media, however, at this moment in time, I am definitely consuming more than I'm creating, and that's a change that I want to make. So when he told me that I have to be conscious of what I consume across all boards, I immediately knew that a new resolution for me for 2021 was to be more conscious and intentional about my social media usage and to not necessarily limit it because I'm not someone who likes to restrict anything in my life. I find that restriction is what's going to cause an unhealthy relationship with whatever it is you're trying to refrain from and that's not necessarily how I want to lead. I also find that it often leads to some form of overconsumption later on because you've restricted yourself from it. So I never like to restrict or limit myself from something, but I just want to be more aware of how much time I'm spending on those applications and also why I'm on those apps. What am I hoping to get out of them? Is it actually going to benefit me scrolling through social media for an hour to 30 minutes, etc., whatever, however long it is? You know, is it actually going to benefit me in my career or, you know, is it going to actually serve me in feeling better and gaining more energy because with learning remotely and working from home right now, I get burnt out by looking at technology. So if I'm on a lot of Zoom meetings, I usually have to take like 30 minutes to an hour at the end of the day to just like do something kind of mindless because it's exhausting and it's tolling. And more often than not, I go on my phone, but I have found that it doesn't really help me restore my energy. So I've been taking the time to instead read a book or paint or do something with clay, etc. Anything that can also be mindless but is a form of creating and that I can just put on some music or a podcast and just sit and create and get away from technology and get away from screens because even when I'm on social media or when I'm on my computer, whatever it is, I'm still connected and I want to have that form of disconnection and start really creating boundaries another one of my goals. I swear I'm like spoiling all of them before I even get to the part of telling you my goals, but it's okay. I really want to create boundaries and to stick with them. I've been kind of loose about boundaries in the past just because, again, I don't like refraining or restraining myself from anything, and I don't want to limit myself, of course, but I also want to put my well-being at the forefront of my priorities this year, 
And that does mean creating boundaries that protect me mentally and physically from things that might drain me or that might spoil my energy because it's very negative or very downcasting. I just want to take better care of myself and be more conscious of my needs and my desires and just my general well-being, not even just in a physical sense because I, I feel like I'm very good about you know, eating my vegetables, <laughs> eating my fruits, and getting movement in the day. But, you know, when it comes to what you're consuming every day through your phone, a lot of it is unfiltered. You can choose who you follow and what you want to see to a degree, but especially with right now and the current climate of the world and everything, you know, there's bound to be some negative media that slips in there or something that you might be struggling with that reminds you of that struggle or that thing, whatever it is that's bothering you. And then it just festers and it gets in your head and it goes in a cycle. So all in all, I just want to be more conscious of the media that I'm consuming. And he really helped me recognize that and recognize that need and that necessity that I need to put in place to to better serve myself and to show up for myself. When it came to the tarot reading, it was very fluid in the sense that, you know, I picked three cards and I always try and focus on my energy If you want to learn more about energy and you don't like kind of grasp the concept of energy, I highly recommend taking a moment to read The Untethered Soul. It's a very great read and so interesting too because it just talks about energy and how there's energy all around us, the energy that we consume, how that affects us and how sometimes when we have blockages, energy can't flow through us and as a result, we struggle, etc. It's very fascinating, but whenever I am doing tarot, I really like to focus on my energy and pick cards by feel. So he had me pick three cards and he flipped them over and then he started flipping his own cards. So he started picking out some cards out of the deck and um, it kind of went with the original card and they led him to say the words that he wanted to pick and he was very intentional about what he said. And one part that I want to share with you that stood out to me a lot was that he said that I am a dreamer, which is very true. Like I said, I... I'm constantly daydreaming. I get very excited about the future because I am thinking of my dream life, you know, manifesting, all that jazz. But as a result, sometimes I can reflect my dreams onto other people and not truly see the people for who they are. There has been a time in every one of our lives that we have put somebody up on a podium, that we look up to them, that they know everything and, you know, we're somehow lower, that they're super confident and we're really insecure and that they are so much better at something and we will never match that. When in reality, we are all human. We are all imperfect and we are all trying to learn and figure our way out through life. Sure, someone might know something and might be better skilled at something than you are, but you are also so good at something that they might not be. And the tarot man I'm going to call him the tarot man from here on out. The tarot man told me that because I am a perfectionist and because I am constantly seeking to better myself and grow and expand, I can be very hard on myself. And when I do find people that I admire, I do put them up on pedestals. But because of that, I don't see them for the imperfections that they have. And sometimes that causes an issue because... I start to degrade myself and my abilities because I see them as perfect when in reality we are all imperfect human beings with our own faults and with our own struggles and we are all learning. 
none of us are perfect, none of us are masters at the skills that we admire or that we are trying to master. We just got to take it day by day and that really took me a few days even to kind of settle into full consciousness and to really try and take action for that and reflect on my imposter syndrome, which I know I am not the only one that deals with that. It took me a really long time to label the doubt and struggles that I was experiencing and the sense of invalidation that I was feeling in various positions and opportunities that I had been gifted not even gifted, but achieved because there's there's the imposter syndrome coming in again. Um, the, the positions and opportunities that I had earned rightfully as imposter syndrome, we all struggle with it and we all struggle with self-doubt and we all experience moments where we don't feel like we actually deserve something that we might have really worked hard to achieve and truly deserve. I really want to pack up my imposter syndrome and kick it to the curb ship it away to where I will never ever see it again and obviously that's a very big ask and a very big goal because imposter syndrome comes and goes as it pleases and it changes itself to suit different situations that we go through so I don't think I will ever be necessarily free of imposter syndrome but I really want to get it to be manageable and also to acknowledge it when it does occur this year And I believe that the first step of that is to stop putting people up on pedestals like I do. I I don't know. I just, I admire a lot of qualities in people who are leaders and people who are ambitious and just people who lead with an immense amount of confidence and self-reassurance and belief in themselves and their abilities. I want to have that in myself, but I also have to recognize the fact that They are human and they are like me and have their insecurities and their faults. And you know what? I'm not also expected to be perfect in the positions that I earn. There's a statistic that I've become very familiar with over the last few months of how women will wait to apply to a job until they match all of the requirements, whereas men will apply when they only match like three or four of them. And I resonate with that very deeply (laughs) because, I don't know, I feel like if I don't meet the expectations and requirements in terms of the skill set immediately upon application, then I feel like an imposter. I feel like I shouldn't be there. And this semester kind of is a testimony to that because I am stepping into a lot of leadership roles and in some ways my very first leadership roles, like true big leadership roles, and I feel kind of out of place. But after sitting with the words that Tarot Man told me and really just reflecting on myself and my abilities and the reasons of why I got to where I am, I recognize that these are merely opportunities to learn and to grow. And I don't have to be a leader yet. I don't have to be perfect at all the skills that I admire in other people and that I hope that one day I will have because this is where I'm going to learn them. That was a bit of a ramble, but I just wanted to say that in the case that there's anybody out there listening to this who also might be experiencing a moment of imposter syndrome and self-doubt because we all go through it and it can be difficult, but 
you are also human and nobody expects you to be anything more than a human. Anybody who expects you to be more than human and who expects you to be perfect has some unrealistic standards and goals and they need to take down their ego a little bit because we're human and we're going to be imperfect and we are going to learn and we will all have mistakes. But at the end of the day, as long as you learn from them, you're doing great and you're doing as best as you can and you should be proud of yourself for that. The last thing that I wanted to share about my tarot reading was that he told me I need to travel and to experience life, which I am so excited to do. I have no idea when I will be able to travel uh, given the current circumstances, but right now my goal is to plan a road trip across the country to go hiking and to go to national parks especially all the ones that are on the West Coast, because I haven't really had the opportunity to explore the West Coast. I've only been there once. I went to San Francisco two summers ago, and it was such an amazing experience. I loved it a lot, but I really want to go on a road trip, whether that's by myself or with a friend or with Avery, my partner, and just experience life, you know, have a moment to, to explore. I would love to go to Europe and to go hiking and just to meet people. One of my biggest life goals is to go to Australia and live there for like three to four months because I just think it's such a beautiful country and I would love to explore it. But the reason why I'm saying this is because I think I want to start planning my little road trip this year. I want to start working on that and kind of laying out the plans and the places that I want to go and figuring out how much it's going to cost so that I can save it up and start manifesting it, bringing it into reality, making it a real thing. So yeah, that's what I want to do. <laughs> all in all, the experience was absolutely amazing. If you haven't had your needle chart read, I highly recommend doing it. I just thought it was a very rewarding thing to, to kind of be told things that I knew about myself, but to have them confirmed by my natal chart like and this man did not know me by any means and I'm very careful about not giving away any details of myself or my personal life when I do things like this because you know there are thoughts and taboos that people who do tarot or like psychics are not real and they're just a money scam but I think if you find the right people and you're open-minded to it you can learn a lot from those experiences even if you know it's not real who knows i personally believe in it i think it's super fascinating once i got my natal chart read there really wasn't any way that i couldn't believe in it just because everything he said was so spot on and very accurate for who i am but also it was just a very insightful experience i was able to learn a lot about myself and he also happened to be a psychotherapist so <laughs> that was helpful in terms of getting insights into who I was from a therapist perspective and he was very kind and very thoughtful with his words so it was a really amazing experience and if you haven't done it I highly recommend to do it some other things I did over break I bleached my hair the underside of my hair I bleached it I just did it on a whim you know what 2021 I don't know what it is but like every new year come come every new year I just want to do something kind of out of the ordinary just on a whim no reason why just just to do it and it's very thrilling you could say <laughs> i think it also comes from my effort to counteract my overthinking tendencies because i'm a chronic overthinker 
and it's not very great all the time and it's definitely a habit that I am becoming more aware of and approaching with care and caution and you know what I just want to be what's the word I can't think of it you know I just want to do things on a whim just because so I bleached my hair and now it's purple speaking of the new year we are now into 2021 and so far it's been just like 2020 not gonna lie uh things are the same and that's just how the new year goes i have a complicated relationship when it comes to the new year i think it's a really great universal moment in time for everybody to set goals and to kind of have a universal reset to leave things in the past and to welcome new habits and new activities that we might have been wanting to do for a really long time, but I've always been hesitant to do. So I enjoyed it in that aspect. But with that said, I also approach it with caution because I know that from personal experience, we can get very over ambitious in our goal setting and believe that, you know, this year is our year. I'm going to do this, 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 which is great until you overload yourself or you get too ambitious or you don't have a plan to approach your goals with. More often than not, a lot of people end up failing their New Year's resolutions because they don't have a plan put in place or they were overly ambitious and they ended up making a goal and having a standard for themselves and they end up having an expectation for themselves that is not sustainable for who they are or for their lifestyle There's also a lot of marketing around it that feeds into the whole idea of like a new year, new me, a huge reset, that you're going to achieve so much. And I just don't like that. (laughs) I just don't like how superficial it becomes. With that said, I do still like to write my goals and resolutions for each new year just because it is a really great time to break down some barriers and break some limiting beliefs that may have been holding you back from trying to go after a goal that you've been wanting to achieve for a really long time or you know starting a habit that you've been wanting to integrate starting a healthier lifestyle or whatever it is it's a great time to do that so i do still write down goals however something that i'm doing a little bit different this year is i am leading with a why so with each goal that i set i am identifying why i am doing it am i doing it for myself or am i doing it for the validation of others is this something that I genuinely want to do or something that I feel like I need to do? Is this something that is going to benefit me? What do I want to achieve out of it? What do I believe I am going to get out of accomplishing this? So having that why is so crucial, I believe, to really weeding out the goals that are set by society or our expectations of others and actually finding things that we want to do and things that we are passionate about because those are the goals that you are actually going to achieve. If you care about what you are doing, then you will make it a priority and you will get it done. But if you don't and it's something that you don't feel ready for or you don't feel like is something you want to do that you're doing it for the validation of others, more likely than not, a third or even a fourth of the way through the year, you're going to drop it or you're just going to be miserable throughout it. There are definitely changes that we need external motivation from to actually do because we're scared or we don't feel like we can do it when in reality we are fully capable of doing it. But there's a difference between that and doing it for the validation of others. So identifying your why is so crucial. 
And Madden and I talk a little bit about this in the last episode that she was on, which is titled Recipe for Success. It is episode four. If you haven't listened to that episode yet, please do. It is my favorite one as of yet. And Madden just provides such amazing insight into achieving your goals, making them manageable, putting actionable steps in place so that you can really actually get there to the finishing line. And also just like enjoying the journey along the way and creating that why that is so crucial to getting to the ending line. If you haven't written down your goals for 2021, it isn't too late. I completely understand if you're not one for goals, I get that, but I do think it is a really great opportunity to take advantage of the timestamp and just set some goals out that you want to achieve. You don't have to achieve them, but just like, you know, go go do it. I find the act of writing down goals and aspirations very motivational, especially since I've been like on a two-week slump. My brain is still kind of in vacation mode, but since I've been back in Boston, it's helped with my productivity and getting back into the flow of working. But a huge motivating factor was writing down my goals. So anyways, with all that said, I really want to share my goals for 2021 with you. I'll admit, I normally don't share my goals out loud just because that's how I am. I understand that sharing your goals can add another accountability factor and motivate you even more. For some people, having that sense of community can be really helpful with goal achievement, but for me, it almost puts like too much pressure on me and psychs me out. But nonetheless, I do want to share them with you because I feel like they're goals that all of us can share and they're mutually felt. And who knows, maybe they will inspire you to add them onto your list. I think they're pretty great, not gonna lie. I'm only sharing a few of them. I'm not sharing all of them. But before I do... I want to share my words of the year. I haven't really ever done this before. I've done it maybe like once or twice before and it's been the same word or pair of words for the last few years that I did do it and that was you choose. It's my mantra that I live by. If you know me, you know that I love it. I really want to get it tattooed on me because to me it's just such a powerful duo. We have so much power within ourselves to choose how we spend our energy, to choose who we surround ourselves with, to choose what we do with each hour of our day, to choose what we consume, etc. You have so much power within you to define and create your life. And that's where my mantra you choose come from because it defines that and it reminds me that I have the choice at the end of the day of how I want to feel or what I want to invest my energy into, what I want to create, etc. So that's been my word or words of the year the last few times that I've done it but this year I wanted to change it up and I thought I was just going to have one word but I ended up with three the first one being abundance and I've had this word for I think two three months back like late October early November it just came to me of where I was like you know what 2021 is going to be the year of abundance I know I'm going to have so many doors that open I'm going to achieve so much. I'm going to make some pretty big strides in my professional life and in my personal life. So it's going to be my year of abundance. I don't know how many journal entries I've written that word down, but it just, I don't know, it resonated with me. And ever since then, I've had it down as my my word of the year. And then about a week before the new year actually hit, I had two other words that just came up into my mind and knew that I wanted to be reminded of those words throughout my year and I wanted those to lead the resolutions that I made. The first one is connection. 
I really want to network more. I want to meet more people, both to boost my professional career, but also to connect with like-minded people to surround myself with um, in my personal life. And I do strongly believe that you are who you surround yourself with. And I felt those effects immensely in the last few months as I have created some really deep and incredible relationships with people who are in the Boston area that I've met through the university and through the clubs that I am a part of. It has completely changed my life and changed my mood and changed my outlook. And I'm incredibly grateful for each and every one of the people that I've met and that I've become close friends with. And I would like to continue that because it has empowered me so much and it's truly changed my life, like I said. So that is a huge goal of mine this year is to really invite connection into my life more. And the third word, which I believe is the most important one of them all, is intention. I guess this one kind of spawns from my mantra of you choose, but I just want to lead with a lot more intention in my life. I feel like in the past, I've given a lot of my energy to things and habits and beliefs that serve other people, but don't truly serve me. And so I want to act with intention. I want to consume with intention. I want to create with intention just across all boards of my life. I really want to implement leading with intention because that's such a powerful choice. Knowing your why and your reasoning behind what you're doing is so powerful. Are you doing it because it fills you with so much joy and you're so passionate about it or because you feel like you're obligated to do it? Do you feel like it's actually serving you or do you feel like you have to do it because, you know, everybody else does it? I know that by doing that, I will become such a powerful kicking ass woman I just like I I know I know it and my year will be full of abundance and connection when I do lead by intention so those are my three words of the year for 2021 I already mentioned a good number of my goals though I do still have a few that I want to share with you starting with spending more time learning I am so eager to learn right now I just want to read so many books. I want to watch so many educational videos. I've been watching TED Talks out the wazoo. I really want to start reading books on subjects that I'm interested in, like astrology, personal development, business, spirituality. I want to get back into the habit of listening to podcasts, which kind of sounds really bad considering the fact that I am a podcast host and that I love podcasts a lot. But Another reason why I want to be more intentional is because I feel like I haven't really been intentional about my time and how I've been spending it for the last few months, so I want to make listening to podcasts a priority. There are so many educational podcasts out there. I think it's a really great way to just like sit and listen and learn at the same time as like doing something else like laundry or cleaning or like I was this morning doing my makeup and doing some little mini tasks on my to-do list. So I want to get back into the habit of that and I just want to learn. I'm so excited to learn. I went to the bookstore the other day and picked up four books. I picked up The Energy Codes by Dr. Sue Mortar, which is all about energy and awakening your spirit, healing your body, and using the concept of energy to do that. So I'm very excited about that book. Trick Mirror by Gia Tolentino. It's kind of like a nonfiction, self-development, memoir kind of style book. Um, she markets it as a reflection on self-delusion, and I am very excited to read this because she also talks about social media and the internet, and that's just something I'm currently very interested in at the moment. 
I also picked up The Power of Rituals by Casper Tukuli. I probably pronounced his last name wrong, but I have been eyeing this book for such a long time and I'm very excited to read it. It's probably going to be the first one out of all of these that I read. And the last one that I picked up is The Stars Within You, A Modern Guide to Astrology by Juliana McCarthy. And I am very excited to read this. I've never read anything about astrology, and it's something that I really, really want to get into, especially after having my natal chart read, just because of how much it resonated with me. I find astrology to be very fascinating and how we are connected to it and how the events that occur in our lives and in the world are predicted by astrology and kind of written out in the stars, not to be poetic or anything or, you know, whatever. But it's just so fascinating to me and I'm very excited to read that. I've also just been taking the initiative to prioritize those activities. Um, Like I said, just being more intentional about the time that I'm spending rather than spending the last hour before I go to bed on social media, I've been reading and I forgot how much I love to read. I can blaze through a book and it's genuinely such a thrilling experience just reading a story that you get so into whether it's fictional or not. I don't know. There's something about books that I love and will forever love and I don't know if it's a good thing that I'm getting back into them because my book collection here in Boston is already growing and I just got rid of so many books but I love it. Kind of related to my interests in astrology and spirituality, I really would like to strengthen my relationship with myself which for me means investing more time into my spiritual routines and generally just creating routines that support my well-being both mentally, physically, and emotionally. An actionable step for this goal that I am very proud of is I have created a morning routine that is so energizing and that I look forward to every single morning. I wrote a whole blog post about it, so keep an eye out for that in the next few days, but it has truly made such a huge difference in my productivity, in my mood, and just in how I feel towards myself. I just feel more connected to the spiritual side of myself and to my energy, and another one of my goals, which I've mentioned a little bit already, but it's just to be more intentional about where I spend my energy and how, and having that practice in the morning to kind of sit and meditate and to do yoga and to journal, which is part of my morning routine that you can read all about on my blog, Rachel and Her Ramblings. All those things have been extremely instrumental in just helping me ground myself and connect to myself before I connect to the world, both digitally and physically. I can get easily overstimulated if I engage with things way too early on in the morning I'm a sensitive person and I've come to accept that and even embrace that and I'm taking the actions and the steps to support myself in whatever way that I may need so that I can show up and be my best self. Other goals that I've already mentioned are to explore and expand on my creativity, to spend less time on screens and more time living presently and connecting with others, and to just be more intentional about my time. I'm going to move on to my professional goals. It's really important to not only set goals for yourself personally, but also professionally, even if you're a student. Like, you don't have to have a career that's a multi-million dollar business, six-figure business, or, you know, be an intern, etc. You can just be a student and write goals for yourself and your hopes academically, and you can benefit from it tenfold. 
I love to do it. It really motivates me in doing work, even on the days that I don't want to because I have these goals. But specifically, I really wanted to share some of the goals that I have for this podcast. The biggest being that I really want to grow this community. I have thoroughly enjoyed doing this podcast and I am so excited. I know I say it a bunch, but I am so excited for you to see all that unfolds with this upcoming year. I have so many plans and they're all coming together. They're all super exciting. And I really want to grow this community, especially like the actual community aspect of it outside of the podcast. My goal in the near future is to maybe create a website where we can chat, where we can communicate. I would really like to build out on the social media. I'm not that great at social media in terms of like marketing. Uh, it's it's something that I don't necessarily like all the time just because it's it's a bit of a stressor for me, but I'm learning and that's another part of my learning goal. I'm learning how to market, all very exciting things and you know, it's kind of like a, an interconnecting web, but I really want to grow the audience of One for the Road. I'm starting a new project. I can't tell you what it is yet. It's very, very exciting though and something I've been wanting to do for such a long time. And I'm finally doing it. I made the decision that I'm going to at least start working bit by bit at it. Not probably something you'll hear about anytime soon. Trust me, it's not that exciting at the moment. Who knows? It might launch in a few months. I don't really know. It depends on all the other demands that I have with my work. But I really want to start working on that new project. So that's another professional goal of mine. As a part of my effort to connect more and embrace connection this year, I want to connect with more like-minded women who are entrepreneurs, who are driven, who are ambitious, who are goal-getters. If that's you, if even if you're just like listening to this podcast and you want to have a chat, reach out. I am so open to meeting new people. I love making friends. So just DM me on Instagram and we can schedule a little virtual coffee chat. I would love to meet some of you. So please reach out. That's one of my goals. I want to connect with some like-minded women. I would love to revamp my website. I'm trying to get that rolling again after I had a little bit of a break due to finals and just work and having a break in general. So I'm getting that up and running again. I really want to be more intentional about the content that I am producing on there. And I want to grow my audience on there too. If you don't read my blog, please do. That's kind of like a, it's something I, I pour a lot of my heart into and I'm very proud of. Also, if you like this podcast, you'll definitely like the blog. The blog is honestly the reason why I started this podcast, just because there are so many things that I love to talk about on there that I felt would be better said out loud than just written on a page because I get very passionate about them. And with writing, you can express emotions, but you know, it's another thing to actually say it out loud and for people to hear that passion that you have. So please go check it out. If you haven't, it's rachelandherramblings.com, just like my Instagram. And lastly, as a part of kicking my imposter syndrome to the curb, I would love to continue to grow and learn in my leadership roles, to learn how to manage a team, to become confident in speaking, to learn about speaker outreach and networking with people on a more professional level. So all of those I would love to grow and learn in and yeah, those are all of my goals for this year and I'm super excited by them. They make me extremely motivated. I feel like 
they are definitely very catered to me and they are things that I am very passionate about and ambitious towards so I know that I will achieve them. I have my why behind each and every one of them and I have set out actionable steps that I can do to achieve them which Matt and I spoke about in the last episode. Highly recommend going and listening to that if you haven't. But all in all, I am so excited for this whole year to unfold. I genuinely do think it is just going to be abundant in so many opportunities and it's going to be incredible. I know it is. And, you know, people usually say that every year. I think last year I was kind of like on the down low, whereas I wasn't very ambitious about what I wanted to do and what I wanted to achieve just because I was in a place where I didn't really know what I was doing. I had just withdrawn from my college. My friends were all about to go back to their respective colleges before being sent back in March, but I was in this really weird in-between. I was dancing between a past life and a prospective future life that I didn't even know what it looked like. I didn't have a job. I didn't have any goals. I didn't have any plans. I didn't know what, what even to write down for a goal. So, but it did end up being a very rewarding year despite all the challenges. I know 2020 was hard for a lot of us. And I just want to say that I am so proud of you because you are here. You did it. You survived 2020 and the grand mess that it was. And you know what? Even if you didn't achieve the things that you originally set out to achieve in 2020, you still did so much and you should be so proud of yourself. You are incredible. Use this year as an opportunity to reflect and to set yourself some goals that you've been wanting to do for a while and go and chase that dream. Life is too short to kind of just sit around and doubt yourself and to wait another year to do something. You are fully capable of achieving anything that you want to achieve. And remember that even if you have a little whisper of imposter syndrome, you are here to learn. You are an imperfect human, as is everyone that is around you, regardless of how confident they might seem, of how reassured they might seem. We all have our doubts and we all have our faults, but we all are so strong and so incredible and so capable of so much And I love you and I'm very proud of you and where you've gotten to today. So if you haven't written down your goals this year, do it. It's not too late and you're incredible and you can do whatever you want to achieve. If you have already written down your goals for the new year, I would love to hear them. Shoot me a DM on Instagram. Tell me what your goals are what your aspirations are, what you have for your resolutions. I will hype you up. I will hold you accountable if you need an accountability buddy. I think it's really great when you share your goals with others because it can be a source of community and just support, um, especially if it's something that intimidates you a lot and that might be a little bit tricky. You know, We are here to support you. Everyone who is a part of this podcast is here to support you. We're community and we are absolutely incredible. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode. I can't even believe that I spoke for a little over an hour. That's quite impressive for a solo episode. But there are so many like absolutely amazing episodes upon the horizon. So if you haven't already, subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to it. Leave a little comment down below. I would love to know what your thoughts are on the podcast. And I would love to know, like, if you have any specific topics or guests that you want to hear on the podcast, just let me know. 
I love you all so much and I am so grateful for you. Until next time, take care of yourselves. I'll talk to you soon.